It's time now to return to Sector 5 with Chief Security Officer Dickie Shannon. Uh, welcome back to the third hour of Sector 5. We're holding off on the uh, Geek Fest part of the uh, show here a little bit tonight because uh, Dr. Michael Lynch has, has so wonderfully agreed to stay on and tell us some more of this story. It, it, we left off last hour uh, with the story that, about the Sci-Fi Channel documentary that uh, that Dr. Lynch was working with uh, uh, some other you were working with a couple of other another uh, parapsychology team and uh, your your one of your team members has a guide. What what was her name again, please? Um, her, her name is Vicki Maine. Uh, Vicki Maine. And okay. uh, she has a website called yourmainpsychic.com. Okay. Your your main psychic Psychic.com, and she's a wonderful, wonderful psychic. Uh, she's she has a different method than Carrie. Uh, Carrie's an excellent psychic, and I think Vicky is just as just as good. Um, uh, Vicky has a guide, uh, and she communicates to the guide. The guide is like an ethereal being. He's never really been in a human form or any form. He's um, he's very high up on um, the uh, heavenly charts there the roster the roster yeah Yeah, um there are 15 well there's more than this but let's say there's uh 15 levels of uh guides uh of psychic of guides let's say say guides uh he's like on level 12 you know he's he's very he's very up there and she's had uh, several guides and the better she became the the more her frequency has, has raised the the more powerful and trusting uh, guide she she got, uh, so she's been through several. And uh, this one that she has is, I mean, he when he tells you something, it's right on the money. It's right on the money. Um, so we get in there, and this other paranormal group uh, who has, you know, they have a noted reputation. Um, they uh, they have uh, the mainstream technology. Uh, but they, they did not have our equipment and they did not have our experience. And so when we get in there, they were frustrated because they were just getting a lot of garble uh, or, or misinterpreting information. And they, so they wanted to uh, force the entity mm-hmm. to do something uh, to get a sign, to uh-huh. make it more entertaining, more dramatic for television. Uh-oh. Because these guys are sitting here with a, yeah. you know, a $12,000 you know, high definition camera, and they're wanting to. They're wanting a response. Yeah. And and so um, so they they called out for the entity to make a response, and it ended up choking one of, one of these members of the team. And um, when that happened, it was like, okay, uh, you guys, uh, we all need to evacuate out of this bedroom. Uh, we're we're losing sight of really what we need to be doing. So. I turned to Vicky and I say, Vicky, I said, uh, how many entities are here? And she says, there's one big bad one. There's six or seven smaller ones. Uh, we need to deal with this big one to get. If we can get rid of him, then everything else will go smoothly. And so, um, so I turned to her and I said, okay. I mean, I just, I, I was really frustrated and mad. And I just, I just, I just told the guys, I said, okay, guys from Hollywood, I said, turn your camera on because what you're going to see next. Uh, Will not be repeated. It, 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 we're going to take this down. We're going to we're going to shut this house down. And so I said, okay. I said I turned to Vicky. I said, Vicky, tell Joel, your guide, to shut this 
this house down and get rid of these entities, send them on to the light. And so the next thing you know, I walk out of the room because I know there's going to be some stuff going on in there. And as soon as she says, okay, Joel, we're, let's shut this place down uh, and send these people to the light, whatever they caught on their $12,000, you know, <laughs> uh, Blu-ray camera, you know, right. 12, 1280 camera, uh, they said it was so phenomenal they had never seen anything like it before. There was some type of white <clears throat> mist or whatever envelops in the room, and uh, the next thing you know, whoosh, it just the whole thing just changes. And uh, I asked Vicky because I wasn't there. I asked Vicky what happened, and she says, "Well, Jolson called in for some angels because she always calls on Saint Michael to call in some angels and take this soul kicking and dragging on into the light because he's been here way too long." And what I don't know what was really on camera or how it came out on camera, but when they emailed us and called us later, they said it was phenomenal. Whatever happened in that room, they caught it on. On, on their camera, and um, they will have that on the documentary, which will be uh, called the, uh, the, the, the Secret Diary of the Exorcist, uh, The Haunted Boy, and it will be on Sci-Fi in October. Look for it around Halloween, and it will show us mainly in action. Uh, our equipment is designed to videotape uh, entities in their natural environment, so we don't have to... P- go through a provoking process we don't use a Ouija board or what all this other stuff if the entity is there we will see it or we will psychically understand that it's there uh, via the team now I, we develop all of our own equipment and how far back we go is we go back to um, we go back to probably 2000 2001 when we were on a television uh, cha- uh, show called uh, um, Oh, I can't think of it now. It's, it's too far, far back. When we were on a television <laughs> show. We, we did some best investigations with the team. Okay. Um, they were uh, triage.com. Triage Inc. Uh, did the scariest places in the scariest places on earth. Scariest places oh, on sure. earth. Oh, sure, I've seen that show. So we were on, we were the we were the premiere episode of that. We were on thir- half the show, thirty minutes, and um, everywhere we went, we got these entities. And they they showed up, and then they had it. They edited them out. Well, what happened was Jason and Grant. Um, who just came in town about three weeks ago. They went out to the Limp Mansion and did an investigation out there. But uh, they saw us on that show, and they said, we've got to be just like them. And, but, but they never really kind of achieved our mm-hmm. technological advances. Mm-hmm. So what we have is some handheld equipment that actually videotapes um, these consciousness floating around uh, in the houses, in the rooms uh, that uh, are haunted. And we just videotape them. When the producers who did the, the Haunted Boy Project, um, Secret Diary, The Exorcist, they, they came to us after, you know, they came to us off camera and they said, okay, when we get going here, we don't want six hours of videotape to go through in, in post-production for a 10-second ghost orb. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and, you know, he was like talking to, the, to everybody. I, I looked at him and I said, dude, <laughs> if I give you 30 minutes of videotape or I give you two hours of videotape, there'll be ghosts through the entire two hours. You know, if they're here, we'll, we'll capture them. And the first thing out of their mouth is, well, we don't believe in orbs. We don't believe in orbs that are our conscious, and I, our consciousness. And I mm-hmm. said, well, I'm sorry, but that's, that's our primary belief is that these orbs are ghosts, they are consciousness, and that's the easiest form for them to take. 
not less they're dealing with a lot more free electrons uh, in the environment. So um, when they flew back out to California, they were on a radio talk show saying, we some, since saw some of the footage, we're not really sure what we're seeing. Uh, you know, they look like they're orbs, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And then about a month later, uh, they go, we've got it all, man. We've got it all. <laughs> like, we've got the, the hottest rocking exorcist documentary in the world, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like now they're believers that, hey, something something's up. These yeah. orbs are real. Um, they're real consciousness, and they can be videotaped, and they can be videotaped um, in, a, in, a, in a professional broadcast level that can be actually aired on some of the highest standards out there. Uh, just uh, a month ago, just, just a month ago, True TV, uh, Atlas Media, At- Atlas Media contacted me. They're doing a documentary for True TV called The Ultimate Proof in the Afterlife or Ultimate Proof. And they said, hey, uh, we saw some of your footage. You know, do you have anything new? And I said, sure, you know, I'll go out in my backyard and videotape some stuff. <laughs> and so I went out in my backyard, and, and an angel, you know, I videotaped an angel, uh, lots of ghosts. There are several ghosts out there. And a fairy, and something that looked like, I'm not saying it's a fairy, but, man, it looked a lot like Tinkerbell. <laughs> and uh, I put it all on a you know, DVD and whatever, and I, I ship it out to them, and I say, well, is this, is this what you're looking for? <laughs> and they go, they go, yeah, but, you know, it is so clear and so clean, you must have faked it. <laughs> and I said, listen, you're not Michael Shermer, and I have taken on Michael Shermer, and I said, you know, I can take on any skeptic in the world. I've not faked any of this. This is what comes out of my camera. If it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. And, and you can see distinctly that, you know, this thing looks like it has wings, and this thing is a ball, uh, you know, the size of a softball, and the next thing it looks like something like, like you know, an angel. Uh, well, I've videotaped several angels, but, um, you know, they, they just all look so different. They're just, so we've come to the conclusion there's probably hundreds of life forms in this um, spiritual and near-spiritual realm that are on the borderline of every mythology, every legend that talks about imps and fairies and things like that that are probably there in this, in this spiritual realm that we're just knocking on the door, even with all of our technology. Ever since, oh, probably 97, we were uh, ahead of really analyzing uh, all this stuff. And uh, so, w- so to make a long story short, True Media says, okay, as, you know, if this is all real, we'll put it on the air. But if, you, you know, we, if someone comes back and tells us that we faked this, and I said, listen, all I have to do, they wanted to know where I shot it. I said, okay, uh, here's my house address, and you can come to my backyard <laughs> in St. Louis, and I will show you exactly you know, what this is all about. And, um, and they were like, you know, they had gone through like, I don't know how many hundreds of videotapes of people in houses, and they were scared, and it was dark, and it was grainy footage, and they would, you know, fumble with the camera and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And then they saw ours, which was just crystal clear, and it was just like, that's impossible. I said, listen, this is the 21st century. You know, we should have flying cars by now. So, so don't tell me that this is impossible, because I'm an American, and I feel like if I want to videotape ghosts, I can... I have the ingenuity to do that, and uh, our equipment right now is still probably the manufacturer's uh, highest standard of infrared uh, video equipment. And uh, and I mean, we've built it ourselves from the highest standards that were available to us. And so when we go out and do a, a video, we do it on uh, mini DV, 550 lines, 
and we can also patch it into a you know a, a HD cameras, mm-hmm. uh, and we go out and we do it all. And uh, and Jason and Grant came out one time and gave a lecture, and we you know they they invited us down to the front row, and and uh, and but see Jason and Grant uh, are are happy at the level that they're at, and many paranormal investigative uh, groups they reach a level of you know they're content with that information, mm-hmm. but with us, it was, we were never content. I'm a, I had a background in television for a long time, and I've been eight, nine years on the local radio uh, channel here, and so I've had a background in communications and television. And I said we have got to exceed, not meet the industry standard, but exceed the industry standard for us to really get a, a firm grasp of what this is all about. So. So a person calls me up and says, you know, Mike, my house is haunted. Can you come out? You know, I think I'm losing my mind. And I come out and I videotape and if there's nothing there, I say, you're clean. You know, this house is clean. Uh, if they are there, we videotape it all. We burn them off a DVD and we, uh, we give it to them and say, it's haunted. And you can talk to Vicky about moving these guys out. And, and that's what we do. Dr. Lynch, hang on just a second for okay. us, uh, and we'll kind of wrap up here on the yeah, other side I don't side want to mess up your show uh, programming. <laughs> no, I, I understand good. radio. That's I understand good. what you guys All right, to the other I'll side of the break. Well, Mechanical Bulls here, and we want to give your party some kick. We want to challenge your guests to ride a full-size, genuine Mechanical Bull. We buck them and chuck them at any age and any experience level. Riding a Mechanical Bull is an opportunity no one can pass up. We control the bull so we can take you slow and easy or rock the spurs right off your boots. Our 16 by 16 foot landing pad and experienced operators make the ride as safe as possible. Complete with a PA system to announce riders and entertain crowds. We have the darndest hooting and hollering set up in town. At Buckwild Mechanical Bulls we entertain everything from company parties to good old church gatherings. We guarantee to have the lowest rates and most energetic crew in the state. We know any reason's a good reason to have a Mechanical Bull. So call us today at 359-0440 and we'll make a believer out of you. Remember, that number is 359-0440. Buckwild Mechanical Bulls. Give your party some kick. 359-0440. Any contractor can sell a heating and cooling system. At Just Right Heating and Cooling, we install comfort systems. With a comfort system, every room is guaranteed to be the same comfortable temperature you desire. Throughout your home, a Just Right Heating and Cooling comfort system will assure you the maximum efficiency and capacity you deserve. You'll experience the highest air quality in your home without the drafts or stagnant air. Just Right Heating and Cooling is Air Balance certified by the National Balancing Institute. We're the perfectionists in the sale of the heating and cooling equipment and installation. There is no substitute. Before you regret the purchase of an inferior system, you'll want to compare the Just Right Heating and Cooling Comfort System. Quality and service guaranteed unmatched in the industry. Call today for a free no-obligation introduction to the Comfort System. 801-295-2066. Our knowledgeable, friendly representatives will gladly provide you with an estimate. 801-295-2066. These are the facts. The economy can get much worse. And instead of being a benefit, our state government is part of the problem. I have real solutions. My no-cost gold investment plan has the potential to make us billions of dollars. Let's decrease the size of our government and bravely face our future. I'm Richard Martin, Republican candidate for governor. Delegates, I seek your vote. Paid for by the Richard Martin for Governor campaign. 
time now to return to Sector 5 with Chief Security Officer Dickie Shannon. And i got to tell you, you know, really tonight, uh, I've been feeling kind of creeped out because uh, Dr. Michael Lynch is with us, and we were talking about the, the Sci-Fi Channel documentary that he's been working on with the uh, Exorcist uh, and going back and kind of doing kind of like a final look at that um, and update it. And, and just like the original, it's one of the very, very few movies, really, truly few movies, uh, that ever gave me nightmares. And hearing your story about it, it got, I could feel the little hairs on my arms standing up. <laughs> I was, I was, it was really creeping me out when you were talking yeah. about that. In, uh, in uh, Father Bowdern's notes, uh, and Father Halloran would talk about it. He, in his last couple of interviews, he actually said, you know, it was like a 10-ton weight on our shoulders when we looked up that staircase and knowing that at the top of that room, at uh, top of that staircase, in that bedroom at the top of the stairs, would be that boy. Mm. And they would come in in November, and in St. Louis, it's, it's kind of cold in November. You have, you know, jackets on, hats on, and you have gloves and stuff. And, yeah. And th- these two priests walk in there, and this is like their their third, their second or third time, mm-hmm. hearing these voices uh, on the top of that staircase, and they would look at each other like saying, oh, gee, we got to go up there and, and okay. do this again. I know I'm not going to sleep tonight. You've and, done it again and, to me. And they were there, you know, they would do these rites of exorcism for mm-hmm. hours, you know, mm-hmm. four to six hours, until the boy just virtually just passed out uh, because of exhaustion. Mm. And... Um, but what is really fascinating about most of the documentary is where they actually tracked down the, the company, the Spiritus company that was the demolition crew that tore down the Alexian Brothers Hospital where the boy had been there for several you know, months uh, while they were still observing him and putting him under the rites of exorcism. And when they destroyed the wing the boy was in, the, the wrecking ball on the crane went wild and would not tear down that building, no matter how many times they swung it. And so in the documentary, you get to see the crane and this big ball that, that was just going wild, that did not want to tear down that, that wing where the, where the boy was being, had been held. Okay. And there's also stories about that room that people actually heard voices uh. behind the locked door, and uh, they would call their name or there'd be scratching in that room. Uh, there'd be an eerie, eerie cold uh, on that wing. And uh, so it, even after the boy was released from the hospital, the room the boy was in, in the hospital, mm. was still highly, highly um, possessed or uh, occupied by uh, other kind of other entities. Well, thanks for scaring the pants I, off. I, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I, I really appreciate that. Well tonight, I, you know. <laughs> so, right. uh, but Listen. that's what we do, and uh, you can check us out at... Uh, para-vision.com and uh, my email's in there somewhere and I get hundreds of emails a day so <laughs> I bet you don't, 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 don't feel bad that I don't you know respond right away All right, but, uh, um, Producer Michael has a question for you too Oh you? sure, go ahead Yeah, well we have a strong tradition of proof and evidence and all that good stuff at Sector 5 Radio so we were wondering if you could uh, load, you could just make your own account and load the, some of that video <laughs> up to the, the site we'll or link over or something, have a place, because a lot of the people who do who have sector uh, who come to sector five and listen, they have a hard time. Maybe they don't really like computers all that much. If we just put a button so that they can just see it, you know what I'm saying? So that way we can. Uh, is that doable? Is that something? Um, I might be listening to a video clip. Uh, 
of some stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I know that for the documentary, there is a trailer that's out now. Okay. Uh, you can find that, uh, I think, on YouTube. Just type in uh, Diary of Exorcist, and it will come out. Um, but I don't have the video because I was under contract to give that all sure. to them at sure, the time. I understand. I, I just want to make sure but, that we uh, have, you know, we want to show, you know, how amazing you really are. You know, okay. you know, well, in our in our own way. And we know you're amazing. Come on. Well, we, I try. I yeah. try. I was told a legend the other day. I, 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 you know, I'm a very humble person. I don't, I don't think I'm a legend, but I happen to have a, a major interest in things that that the typical person doesn't have time for. And like I said, I've not written any books because I just don't have the time. But I do have a wealth of knowledge uh, that I I consult, you know, on a regular basis with. Um, whether it be Bigfoot or UFOs or whatever, um, most of my team, you know, has had uh, top secret clearances uh, from almost every other branch uh, agency out there. And if not, we, you know, like I say, our pay grade goes up pretty high. We we are ac- we have access to information that the general public just doesn't have uh, time for. I worked as a congressional aide back when I was younger and had people in the know on government, certain government levels and projects. And um, so we have a wide perspective of, of all this. And then somebody will bring me something. And uh, you guys may have heard of John Lear. No, uh, John, John Lear, the, guy, the airplane guy? or Yeah, the airplane guy, yeah. Um, him and I probably, I mean, he's older than I am, but, but we have that fascination with, with some of this. And uh, he has a wealth of information because of just his contacts. But with me, with the way we work, is that we get verified. We have to have three or four different people verify something, or we just we just treat it as um, mm-hmm. you know erroneous. I'm, I still, like I said, I, I've had a media background, and if we don't get three confirmed uh, yeses on a project, then it's, it, we put it in the back burner. We don't say anything about it. I was talking to George Norrie just a couple of weeks ago. I interviewed him for a little piece for my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Norrie came from St. Louis. He's a very good friend, and um, he's a nice guy. And he has a fascination, fascination with this, too, as well. And we were talking about certain things, and um, we brought up the idea of cattle mutilations. And uh, he said, well, he got most of his information from Linda Moulton Howell, who had investigated all that stuff. And I said, you know, the first dossier I had ever gotten on cattle mutilations comes from a, a reporter for the National Enquirer who didn't know who to give it to. <laughs> and we just sit what? back and laugh what? at that. The National Enquirer didn't Welcome know? to our yeah, world. The, the National <laughs> Enquirer back in the 70s actually did more work on cattle mutilations than any other press association uh, at that time. And, uh, and, I was, and we sat down over a cup of coffee. This gentleman had just retired and he slipped me this folder across the table, and he says, guess what's in that folder? And I said, I have no idea. And I opened it, and I said, these are dead cows. And he goes, no, those aren't dead cows. Those are cattle mutilations that we have investigated for over five years. And I just, I poured through these photographs, and I just sit there and said, this is not, you know, they were saying, they were telling me, you know, there was no blood found on the site. Uh, the, the cow looked like it was surgically altered. This was not an occult situation. And then I talked to uh, a gentleman who actually did a lot of investigation. He was with the police department here in St. Louis that actually investigated, helped the investigation with the FBI, and they said, well, no, this is an occult, sacrificial situation. And these reporters, this reporter from the National Enquirer said, 
listen, let me tell you the truth. There is no one who's an expert on this more than we are because we went out every time there was a phone call and checked out the most bizarre stuff you could ever possibly believe, and it ends up, you know, we end up publishing it. These guys were the real Carl Kolschaks, you know, the, <laughs> the night, night doctors of their time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was so funny because uh, everyone thinks, well, Linda Moulton Howell did all this research, and she should be credited for the cattle mutilations investigations. But it really started out with just news reporters uh, getting a phone call about a ghost or a sighting or a UFO or cattle mutilation or whatever, and these guys... Uh, they were the the grunts, the the, the foot soldiers uh-huh. that really brought paranormal uh, out of the 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 back uh, drawers, the filing cabinets of the press, and got them on the front pages. Um, I think uh, you know it. It's kind of funny um, when the X Files came out. Everybody goes, "Oh, that that's not true." And I'm sitting there watching like some of these X Files episodes, and I said, "No, that is true." Well, they're not telling you that 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 some of these episodes they are real, and they are they do have a uh, technical. The government and certain agencies has a technological advancements that we would think would be totally UFO-ish uh, if we didn't know that these projects actually did exist. And the X Files was seen by other countries as public relations. You know, the FBI mm-hmm. wanted that uh, show right. to be out there so that people could trust. Uh, the government again, yeah. And I really thought that was kind of funny because uh, you had one, you had the audience saying, "Oh, this is just made up fantasy stuff," and then you had other countries saying, "No, you know, this is really a, a ploy from your government to trust them again." So you really didn't know how Chris Carter was was uh, targeting uh, some of that, some of those stories. But I can tell you, some of those were. Dead on true. So, Doctor Michael Lynch, thank you so much for being thank on you. Sector Five Radio tonight. Paravision, go check it out, and uh, I'll tell you, I think we'll put a link over on Sector Five for you. So, so <laughs> okay. uh, come back again and visit us, would you? Anytime, just oh, give me a man. call. I love it, man. It has been great. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, sir. Thank, thank you. All righty, bye bye. Okay, you're with Sector Five Radio. I am Dickie Shannon. Hang on. Commencing Operation Little Princess. Operation Little Princess? Yes, Dex. Our 16-year-old daughter is going on her first date. With that 17-year-old ruffian. <laughs> well, so are we, Dex. We're tailing them. I see. And since we don't want them to see us, we'll need to rent a car. I know three places in your zip code, and now DexKnows.com can even search by neighborhood. And we should probably get a pair of binoculars to watch our babies every move. No problem. I know five sporting goods stores in your city, and all things sports on Jefferson is new to the neighborhood. What if we get lost? No worries. Because now I'm on your mobile phone, which means you can find local businesses, get directions, even maps wherever you are. Great, Dex. But what if, heaven forbid, they actually end up liking each other? My wedding section. It has photographers, caterers, dress stores, and anything else you'd need to plan your daughter's special day. Actually, I was thinking boarding school, a far, far away boarding school. Or you can do that. Dexnose.com. Smarter than your average search. More exact, more detailed, a lot more local. And now it's on your mobile device. Dexnose.com. Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. Thank you for creating almost 100 local American jobs. We're hiring again. Are you sick of living in fear of being downsized at any moment? Are you one of those people that just add life to everyone you meet? Would you like to work for a company that gives full medical insurance benefits? Would you like to live a quality lifestyle in exchange for your great performance and good attitude? 
Would you like to work somewhere where you can call the CEO anytime you want to chat or have an idea? Are you a happy person who adds energy and all kinds of positive mojo to everyone you meet? Do you love technology and gadgets? Do you not smoke crack, smack, meth, or heroin? Then PC laptops might have a job for you. We're hiring salespeople, PC and Mac techs who love computers and people and can fix them fast and precisely. Check out the job openings at PCLaptops.com. Because remember, at PC Laptops, we love you. If you had a broken leg, would you go see a doctor or would you lie around and hope it heals itself? Well, I got news for you. Most of you have broken financial plans and they don't fix themselves. Hi, I'm Adam Curran with Tanner Financial and from the weekly radio show where Wall Street meets Main Street. Give us a call to schedule a free, no-obligation portfolio review. Come get a second opinion. Call 1-800-345-1997 to schedule an appointment. Don't wait. End the pain. Call now, 1-800-345-1997. That's 1-800-345-1997. And now, we return to Sector Welcome back to Sector 5 Radio, everybody, on AM630, KTALK, KTALK-.com, too. Anywhere in the world, I am Dickie Shannon. We want to thank our guest uh, earlier tonight, Carrie Schubert, and, of course, just most recently, uh, Dr. Uh, Michael Lynch, Ph.D., uh, head of Paravision. And uh, we, we had, a, had to have him stay around an extra half hour, and he was very gracious in doing that. And wh what fun stuff. I, I, I was going crazy. I was creeping out, man. I was just, very rarely do I hear things, you know, people tell me that makes me, uh, you know, do the hair on the neck thing. Eh, that was creepy. Hey, Comic Book John. Yes. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Welcome uh, back. Well, it's good to have you back well, here, you. my friend. Uh, you were not too feeling too well last no, week. No, you know? not feeling too well and allergies this week, so it's yeah, they never it's a roller coaster. Here, right? They never stop. So what do you got for us uh, tonight? Sorry we got you on a little late here tonight. But, no, uh, you're good. We've got some fast stuff we'll go through. Yeah. One thing I'm noticing with a lot of DC comics nowadays mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. the covers aren't necessarily living up to the story that's inside of uh -oh, them. Uh-oh, not one of those. So we're, we're going through a lot of comics with uh, Brightest Day number 4. Um, has a has a really awesome cover of some you know, some pretty cool you know things happening, superheroes beating up other superheroes, and nothing... <laughs> Of the cover is in the book at all, so Doesn't it's, it's very misleading. Doesn't so. happen. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing I wanted to bring up is that um, your friendly, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man is getting the crap beat out of him, <laughs> and they've got this new this new thing with him yeah. called uh, the Grim Hunt, which um, oh. is bringing back one of uh, Marvel's coolest yet not so. You know, named villains. It sounds uh, grim. Craven the Hunter, who was actually Craven? Marvel's first villain to commit suicide ah. back in the day. And we all thank him. And he's <laughs> making a comeback, so we'll see. We'll see how that works. Um, also, the thing from Fantastic Four is now an Avenger. 
Oh. So that'll be nifty. It'll last a long time. A couple of months, maybe. Good old That's about Ben. It. Ben Grimm. Ben Grimm yeah. will be an Avenger. While he's, when he gets sick of the Fantastic Four, he'll go hang out with the Avengers is kind of what the deal is. Hello, Captain America. How are you doing? Yeah. All right, very good. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it for Comic Book Land. Have you gone to see any of the movies? Uh, Jonah Hex, of course, getting, you know, blasted pretty much. I think the first one I want to go see is uh, Toy Story 3. Uh, And I agree. I think I want to do that for my birthday tomorrow. Yeah. I want to do that for my... Can I do that, you guys? You can do that. You're 62 years old. 62? (laughs) I'm just telling you. I would... uh, He looks good for 62. I would would be quiet if I were you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, I want to see that. And uh, let me see. There was something... uh, Toy Story 3. You saw the A-Team already. Saw the A-Team. I liked the A-Team. I really did. I liked the A-Team a lot. Is it it really that good? I mean... Yeah, for me it was. There's <laughs> one part they were trying to fly the tank me. or something. Or? Uh, well, you don't want to give everything away, but yeah, there's a sort of like that. Well, I don't want to say any more about that, but I, I noticed a couple of things. It, Toy Story three. Let me. I got to do this, you guys, because I think this is one of the fun things, and this is the only week to do this. So it's not like I can save it. Eh, let's do it in three weeks. Uh, I like this. Fun facts uh, from the Pixar toy box about Toy Story. Uh, the Tinny, the one man band character. From the, the little short tin yes. tin toy yeah. thing was supposed to be the star. Really? That's how it originally started. Yeah, and Buzz Lightyear's first name was Lunar Larry. Lunar Larry. Lunar Larry. Wow. And they changed it because of Buzz Aldrin, the Apollo astronaut. Okay. Uh, let's see. Woody's name honors Western actor Woody Strode. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Woody Strode, great actor. Uh, no, I was a more than that. Yeah, man. Spank you. Uh, uh, Let's see. What else? Uh, Billy Crystal. I like this one. Billy Crystal was the first choice to be Buzz, but he turned it down. Wow, Billy. He turned it down. But, of course, he later played what? Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. In Monsters, Inc. Which is going to be another one. And Buzz started off kind of like a Dudley Do-Right, but they switched him over when they hired uh, Tim Allen and made him more like the Tool Time guy. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of, look, what's yours? Uh, let's see. And originally, Barbie was supposed to rescue Woody and Buzz from Sid, the kid next door. Remember Sid, the nasty yes, kid next yeah. door? wasn't the demented toy. That's right. Mattel refused to grant permission for her use at that time. Of course, now they're all over and it. Now she's, well, yeah, what's a billion yeah, right. dollars between yeah. friends? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit of toys. You I don't think toy trivia. Yeah, it was kind of fun. With that. Okay. Well, that's good. And have you guys heard about the, the, mo- the movie called Real Steel? I have. I've heard it's kind of a robotic Clash of the Titans. But it's kind of like stuff. that. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, so I'm Jackman? Jackman. <laughs> this must be getting late for me. Hugh Jackman is kind of like the, the you know the fight instructor you know the you know the boxing instructor whatever uh and Mr. This, Miyagi that's right he's a, the samurai design robot contenders named Noisy Boy he finds him in this like so fight club and he's not making more Wolverine so he can do this not right now yeah i mean he's doing this he's got the responsibilities to Sherlock Holmes and Wolverine absolutely right? but here's the deal about these robots instead of being like all the, like the total cgi stuff they're supposedly motion capture, which means they had people like in suits and stuff, so it looks more real. It looks a little more like a human, Avatar-esque. you know. Yeah, yeah, Avatar esque, exactly. So it's more of a believable like. And they also built real machines, Ooh. so that the, the Hugh and everybody could actually touch the, you know, yeah. the robots and stuff like that. That's set in awesome. now, I don't know if this is. It's set in 2020. He's an out of work fighter who bonds with an estranged son. They go to a junkyard and they and they find. Adam, 
A-T-O-M, and, and they uh, uh, enter him in the World Robot Boxing League. We're going to keep this date. That's the year 2020. <laughs> We'll see if the Robot Boxing League shows up. Okay, anything else from Comic John tonight? Um, no. I think oh. I'm pretty good. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, There's okay. like... Well, okay, we could talk uh, about the... Do we have, yeah. Do we man. have to talk about Smurfs? We don't have to, but next summer I'm sure you'll be Smurfed out. Yeah. Uh, Smurf live action movie next year. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I thought it was really interesting. They're making a... No. <laughs> They're making a battleship movie based off of the Hasbro... You board that, game. Uh, you mean I suck your battleship? Yes. Yeah, they're oh, making a movie. Really? I see. What do you, how do you do that? I don't know. You We're going to find really out. really low and you close your eyes and you <laughs> get the check signs. They made a clue movie <laughs> and it worked. Uh, they yeah. made a clue movie? Yeah, yeah sort of. It did. How, how did it I work? thought the clue movie yeah, was right. How much money? Oh, did you? It's so memorable. Who was in the... Who was, in the, <laughs> um, who was the supporting actor? Who was supporting actor? There wasn't one. There was somebody supporting something. So. There was Christopher Lloyd, <laughs> Madeline Kahn, Tim wow. Curry. He really did like it. Oh, yeah. Holy oh, cow, cool. he remembers. I, oh, I, yeah. I can't even remember I think I still that. have it on VHS lying around somewhere. Ooh. VHS. It's the latest technology. Comic Book John, thank you so very much. You're it's welcome. It's a real pleasure here tonight. And we'll right. look forward to another great report next week uh, from Comic Book John. Ladies and gentlemen, there we go. And uh, I think it's time for Spacey Dave's cosmic weird world of space or something like that. I don't really know for sure. Uh, and why he's getting set at the microphone here tonight. And uh, John, we really appreciate you, man. We love you. We really do. I just wanted to mention, I know, I, I suspect you guys have heard this, because I'm a huge Beatles fan. Uh, and that the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band uh, lyrics for Lucy in the Sky sold for $1.2 million. Good night, comic book John. We'll see you later. Uh, thank you very much. Please clear the streets. Comic book John is on the way. Sidewalks. There you go. Okay. Yeah, get off the sidewalk, please. Uh, anyways, the lyrics sold for $1.2 million, the handwritten lyrics from John Lennon. What sold for $1.2 million? The handwritten lyrics. Okay, let me repeat that for the non-listening audience. Uh, the, hand- <laughs> the handwritten lyrics to Lucy in the Sky. Hmm. He wrote it on, on a piece of paper. Somebody bought it for $1.2 million. Wow. What, what a deal. Yeah, that's what, what I was going to say. Yeah. Big deal. Okay, Spacey Dave and the Cosmic Report here tonight. This is one of our favorite parts of the show, Captain Proton. Really, you love this part, don't you? I I, I look forward to it every week. The poise, the the timing, the, the <laughs> tempo. You, you've you got to understand the d- dramatic thing that is okay. Spacey our Dave. Our Spacey yeah. Dave, yes. Yeah, he uh, drools on himself in excitement. Here he is. And I don't, okay, I don't put I, your bib on. I don't think I can live up to that uh, standard there. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I got my glosses. It's going to get <laughs> Just deep. keep moving forward. Just keep moving. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, I'm, uh, this is Spacey Dave. I am the unauthority of all things space. And, oh, uh, wait a second. Oh, my gosh. Gee whiz, Spacey Dave, there's a break coming oh, up. I'm so no. sorry. That was a great report. That, that was great. Report. I think, yay, everybody give him a hand. <laughs> that, that is so rude. Clap, clap. That's so rude. Well done. That was really exciting. Okay, we'll come back here in just a second. You're listening to Sector 5 on AM 630 K-Talk, K-Talk.com, anywhere on the planet. I am Dickie Shannon. And we got a few more minutes left of the show. We thank you for tuning in to the Geek Hour tonight. Do you love someone who suffers from addiction? We don't need to tell you about the pain associated with addiction. We can introduce you to the solution. Pathways. Pathways is a powerful, comprehensive addiction recovery program that provides the one you love the confidence, hope, 
and life tools necessary to defeat addictive behavior throughout their lifetime. Pathway success can be attributed to working with addiction in a real-world environment, where personal change occurs in the home. Training, guidance, and support in one's natural setting is crucial in facilitating lasting change. Families express their deep appreciation for the success they've experienced with Pathways in-home treatment. Pathways provides the skills for re-entry to life's realities. With Pathways, all involved receive the support needed to stop the destructive behavior patterns. This promotes the lasting change you've hoped for. For a lifetime of freedom and meaning, contact Pathways today, 801-867-3550, 801-867-3550, or visit PathwaysUtah.com. Have you lost money in the stock market? Did your broker make you broker? Did your broker not fully explain the risk in your portfolio? Do you feel they did not have your best interest in mind? At ACON and Associates, we focus in providing confidence and peace of mind to businesses and individuals alike. If you've been wronged in the market or by the broker, call ACON and Associates for a free consultation. Call 801-854-1200. 801-854-1200. 801-854-1200. Now back to Sector 5. I got my first real six string. Boy, it out the five and done. Played it till my fingers bled. Was a summer of 69. Adams, thank you very much for being our last summer song of the night here on Sector 5 Radio. And, of course, we got to get back to... He was so rudely interrupted. Yes, I uh, was. Spacey Dave and Spacey Dave, all the uh, Cosmic Report. All that uh, line. Okay. I, was, I was starting to wonder what Brian Adams had to do with uh, outer space It's just here, summer music. I just want to hear some <laughs> summer music. That's all. All righty. Yeah. Hey, okay. Well, I am the unauthority of all things space, and everything I'm going to tell you it's is true. 100% true. Trust me. Uh, that's right. Just trust me. Mm-hmm. Trust me, brother. You have to say trust. Trust me, brother. Oh, that's a great idea. Okay, just a few days ago, NASA announced that the October 8th, 2011, uh, Dracon... (laughs) Dragon? Draconid Draconid meteor shower. See if I can say that ten times. It means lizard. Yeah. Lizard lizard medias? The meteor shower could be potentially damaging. Meteoroid forecasters. (laughs) (laughs) You are... You are something Drac- else. I think. Draconid. There we go. Thank Draconid. You. you See, go. I really can say it. Somebody yeah, needs to call. Your, uh, little, you know, little uh, catcher's mitt ready to yeah. catch. We need to call Patrick uh, Wiggins, yeah. I think. I, I think we're going to call. I, I think we're calling yeah. Casey Armstrong. There's several <laughs> things there. <that's> <laughs> call Weaver State right I, 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 Weaver okay. State is our friend. All right. Okay, go ahead. Well, so, yeah, the meteor shower is coming. Yes, yes. And uh, meteoroid uh, <laughs> forecasters predict that the uh, shower could be more like a storm this time and inflict significant damage orbiting satellites. Now, not only are these satellites sensitive to the electrostatic discharges that the meteors give off, but there's also the threat of physical damage to the satellites themselves. Now, it's been said that after hearing about this potentially damaging meteor storm, ex-presidential running mate Sarah Palin Mm. held a private conference with NASA officials explaining that NASA needs to, quote, step up to the plate and protect the country. But an insider says that the real reason for Palin's concern is just that she doesn't want her new Dodge Ram dinged. I can't blame her for that. 
Well, uh, there, there's I there's some things like cool. that. Did so, how long did it take them to explain what a meteorite was versus? Oh. Um, meteor, meteorite, meteorite. meteorite. Yeah. The, the vocabulary is astounding. Meteorite is what's landed. Does she on the know planet. where the where the shower is <laughs> going to take place? Or? I have no idea, <laughs> but I'm sure Spacey Dave. I, can tell I, us I don't know. Sarah right, knows continue. anything. Okay, well, in other news, after waiting uh, 82 years in a glass case, Amelia Earhart's now famous two-time transatlantic aviator watch was taken to the International Space Station by a NASA astronaut. Amelia Earhart is an icon of American bravery and women's liberation for her success as a woman aviator and especially for her successful transatlantic solo flight in 1932. Many historians speculate that if Earhart were alive today, she would have been an astronaut. Mm. Well, back in 1937, just before Earhart's in-flight disappearance, she had given the aviator watch to a friend because she had said, quote, I got a Rolex. I don't need this old one now. Wow. You know, she well, was well, didn't she kind of get lost on that last little That's because she left her watch, you know, behind. Maybe, yeah. you know, yeah. she, she's sitting there thinking, you know, if I didn't have this broken Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and okay. I have my aviator's okay. watch. I'm sure there's one more story, though. You okay, have well, the, so the Rolex went yeah. with her on that final flight. But oh, good. many people believe that Earhart would have been proud that one of her personal belongings uh, made it to the final frontier, even though she herself uh, didn't. But a Utah polygamous psychic who has been in contact with what? Earhart <laughs> for several decades now. <laughs> is he married to her? I don't think so. You don't think so? <laughs> well, it could be. I, I, I find this stuff. the ether stuff. Well, I don't you have know. To, you have to bless them when they're dead and then <laughs> be the, have one of the wives. What is the psychic saying? Yeah. Okay, well, he says that uh, <laughs> uh, he's been talking to her for a while, and Amelia yeah. is uh, really ticked because NASA sent up her least favorite watch. No, poor girl. Poor. Yeah. Well, in related news, another unique and unusual item went up to the International <laughs> Space Station along with Earhart's watch. Uh, toilet you, paper. <laughs> I think toilet paper would be important. I think they had that, but I don't think that's unique. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, anyways, uh, you'd right. probably never guess what it is. No, Dickie. no, no. Just, just and, tell us, uh, please. So, cosmonaut Feuder Yurchinkin Nicely something. done. Something nice. Nice. unpronounceable with lots it's, of syllables in it. It's super Russian. <laughs> if you have a Russian so translator, for, we're, we're going to have to get them on the air. Yeah, well, I don't mean to insult our Russian. Uh, Listeners, but no, no, Fordor, no, of course not. Well, Fordor sounds a lot like Frodo, doesn't it? So I'm, I'm just going to call him Frodo, Frodo, because it's easier. So, <laughs> oh, and the, uh, by the way, it's a fact that this guy was actually one of the hobbits in Lord of the Rings. Really? No, no joke. Whoa. Technically, wow, okay. technically, he was cool. a standby, but I think they used him in that one scene where all the hobbits are partying. So he's Remember? bringing up the One Ring. Is that what's happening? He's bringing up the uh, ring, I, the, the One Ring. ring oh thing. no, no. Well, we're going to find out. Okay. Anyways, you would never guess what Frodo <laughs> took with him to the International Space Station. I can't. How about a dog? And just not any dog. <laughs> it's a 34-year-old Soviet dog. He needed a friend. <laughs> yes, he's cute. Yes, he's cuddly. Even though the stitching uh, on the stuffed animal's back is starting to unravel a bit. Wow. Well, it's our space program, so it's, it's kind of... Well, Frodo explains that in high school, he had an enthusiastic Marxist teacher who had given him the toy for Frodo's best-in-class grades. Okay. Wow. Well, that toy dog has been with Frodo ever since, even on previous space flights, actually. And most people say that the dog's inspiration of Frodo is Wait sweet and innocent. 
But other sources say (laughs) that Frodo's deep love for the stuffed pooch comes from the fact that in its plush belly is a zippered compartment. I'm sure that's part of it. uh, He's a lonely guy up in space for days and days. Uh I'm sure it makes everybody more comfortable knowing that he has a little plush. All right, Mr. Proton. (laughs) All right, let's tell the people what's really going on with the dog here. Okay, it has a plush belly with a zippered compartment which holds a miniature copy of the Communist Manifesto. Good. Now, Send it to space. Go now, ahead. after <laughs> hearing of this rumor, this, this, this you know, this yeah. rumor here, yeah. uh, oh. Sarah Palin complained to NASA and demanded uh. that only capitalist Americans be allowed uh-huh. on the International Space Station. Well, of course. Uh, I think we should take the whole thing over. There's no question about Wait, that. Wait a second. If somebody pays think? for something, yeah. like, isn't I mean, it like part of the rights? Uh, didn't we fly all those parts it? up there? Doesn't it really belong to us? I mean, yeah. come on. Well, I mean, yeah, it really it's kind of like... Think about it. Think about it. Come on. Think, think about it. Yeah. Property rights. That's right. All righty. Okay. Well, no. that was great, Spacey Dave. That's great. Well, great, you. Spacey Dave. Yeah, God bless America. Ooh, okay, thank you very much. Um, Did you have something there for Dickie right boy, there? Boy, that was. You know, I got a couple of really cool things, unlike <laughs> the previous bit. Uh, <laughs> the Gulf oil spill approaches its third month. Listen to this. Now, see, this is the kind of. I don't see this stuff on TV. What is wrong with the media? They're not reporting this stuff. Researcher using uh, researchers using relatively new tool to uh, to track the the plume. Remember, they talk about the plume all the time. And the disaster. That's the, the oil that's that goes, under the water. Uh, yeah, it goes down in like a big, tall yeah, it's deal. Like, uh, glider robots. I'm sorry. Robots. 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 Sorry, everybody. R-O-B-O-T. Sorry, sorry. I meant to say robots. Uh, I have a habit of saying, I'm, I'm from the East, so I have a habit of saying butts. <laughs> <laughs> we like those two. Thank you very much. Uh, they use uh, water, and they're they're out there prowling. There's eight of these guys prowling the Gulf, being driven remotely by researchers. They carry sensors to measure everything from like water temperature to the material, and uh, you know oil presence and all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, what's his name? Oscar Schofield. No, it's I know it sounds like a, a you know Broadway name. It's Oscar Schofield and the Follies. Uh, he's uh, it, he's one of the collaborators who put this thing together. It's, it's used to track the spill and provide data or data. I don't want to inf- offend data. anyone here. I don't want to offend it's anyone. Data, data. Is it, it's data. Yeah. So they're. I think they're. I think data, it's physical data. 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 It's yeah, they're, they're keeping the models on track to improve the ocean forecast. They look like torpedoes, like uh, with little wings on them. Okay. And they suck in the seawater, you know, and you know, kind of poop it out. Uh, the gliders uh, and the Gulf were launched in late May, and they're off the coast of Florida and Louisiana right now. So, I, I, I don't cool. see this stuff. I've never seen any of that stuff on TV. Have you guys? Down well, in the bayou. I never uh, seen these little it's glider things. It's comforting to know that the, that uh, the guys in charge of BPs out there yachting. You know, <laughs> but that's 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 like well, the, maybe that was a cover. Maybe he's glidering instead. Maybe, maybe he's, he's gathering not money not for his, his, <clears throat> his career in public relations. All right, thing. let's announce this in the last few minutes. Twitter is a hit in Japan. Really? Yep. Succeeding where other social networking imports like Facebook have floundered. And apparently the Japanese, you know, language Twitter service tapped into a sense of individuality. And young Japanese people are just Twittering like crazy. Well, they have like three cell phones. I mean, if you go to the average Japanese person, they have, well, some of my friends are from Japan. They have two mm-hmm. to three cell phones. They have a cell phone that they give their parents' number, and then they have their <laughs> friend's phone number, and then they have their, their own, like, little thing. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> Twitter is a big bang over there. And Twitter. 
It's, it's hot in Japan. There you go. I just wanted you to know that because I figure that's pretty important to you. Uh, and 16.3%, just so you know, of Japanese Internet users tweet. Americans? We're getting beat. 98 Come on, man. What's wrong with America? Start Maybe tweeting. we have something to do. Let's go. See that? No, we actually have things to do. <laughs> we have, we <laughs> have tweet, 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 tweet. Yeah. Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. We're down to the last couple of minutes of the show. I want to turn this over to Captain Proton. I don't know why, because that's the most foolish thing in the world that's for me scary. to do, is actually turn the show over to him, even for seconds at a time. But uh, let's see, some of the things we're working on. Second, tell, uh, how about the website? Talk about the website. Tell oh, yeah. everybody where we it is. We have okay. a wonderful Facebook. We we busted our one, over 100 users on Facebook just today. Woo! That's really great uh, for Sector5Radio.com. And that's spelled, that, actually, Sector5Radio on Facebook is spelled with, with just a numeral 5. It's Sector numeral 5, five Radio. Yeah. But uh, on other places, uh, we're we're really really hammering in the the ratings and everything else as people are responding to email. Most of our our users are have Blackberries or they're very very smart. And uh, we unlike spend, me, I've well we spend we spend we spend dog. days trying to get uh, Spacey Dave to research the factuality of, <laughs> of the other things, and then we turn it back over to Michelle. Uh, <laughs> We, <laughs> who again we wish well. Her mom went for through some surgery, so yeah, she flew she, back she, east. I want I want you to know that we love her, and she she'll be on online. Uh, you know she's really really uh, we missed desperately missed. It's <laughs> like tomorrow morning at eight o'clock in the morning. I will be here. What are you going to do? When are you coming back? I'm here subbing. From? I'm subbing in for Tridio, which was a trading. Oh yeah, we're gonna, the Tridio. Uh, yeah, yeah we, we're going to trade stuff. You can call in, and I'll look on Craigslist. I'll give you a, give you straight out what the answer is on how much something should cost. Wow. And then people could trade other things. I mean, there's all kinds of trading networks in, in Utah. Wow. And this is so cool. I know. It's, and you can listen to us live. There's no reason that you have to sit with your car radio. Most people do listen to us on, online. It's amazing. There you go. And how about next week on Sector 5? Because that's what uh, we're we coming down here. We have down to the, the want and need to get Lori Carita. This is his blackmail Lori Carita. Yeah. He wrote yep. Monsters Hunter Incorporated. It is a killer book. It is the anti-eclipse book. No woman likes it because there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's the anti-eclipse. Uh, there's book? one quote in there. That's, yeah, it's like <laughs> there's. He talks on page six oh five. It talks about the ho, the the housewife loving uh, homoerotic Fabio looking vampires. So this is not for the girls. This is for people who love guns, who understand their proper use, who who just. I mean, he talks in very specific detail. The guy knows his weapons. That's probably and why he's it's a, called Monster Hunter. Yeah, he's yeah. a he he he's a contractor uh, as an accountant apparently in other places around the world that needs automatic mm -hmm. weapons. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to trying to get him on the air. He has this uh, MHI is is just going to be a monster book, and I think it's going to be a great movie. All right, we'll try to get Larry here next week for you because he is a really cool guy. We met him at Conduit and had a great time uh, hanging out with him. Hey, we had a nice time with you tonight, Carrie Schubert and Dr. Michael Lynch, our guests earlier tonight. Look for the shows to be up soon so you can hear them if you missed them. I'm Dickie Shannon. This is Sector 5 Radio. It's brought to you by Dice Media. Yeah. And Tranquility Circle Lake, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you next Saturday night at 9. The Voice of Utah.